gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice, are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. Dedicated to truth, justice, and peace for all mankind. Welcome, everybody. It's Spinarak. Unfortunately, PD couldn't make it, some immigration issue. But we got Cal here, as usual, holding down the fort, and me taking care of things. Today, we're going to review Thor Ragnarok. I got to tell you, people, the movie was awesome visually, funny as hell, but you know, you know Cal, he's going to tear it down. So let me start off with him, and I'll give you my um, correct analysis. Uh, no, not going to look to tear down anything as he's trying to put his disclaimer out to take away from whatever my analysis is. However, I'm of two minds about this. I enjoyed the film. I thought it was very entertaining. I thought the action was good. The humor was there. The problem I have is the title, Ragnarok. If you've read any of the Thor comics, Ragnarok is usually a pretty serious thing. And there was never any of that gravitas that the world was coming to an end for the Asgardians in the form of Ragnarok. Ragnarok takes care of everyone. It's not the destruction of Asgard. It's the destruction of the Nine Realms. Okay, Surtur destroys the Nine Realms. He goes from one through the other. Asgard is the last one standing. It's a really big story, and this wasn't really that story. This was more like a Jason and the Argonauts or Sinbad story. We're going to go here, have some adventures, and then end back home, and then have that last fight right there. But, you know, aside of that, I mean, it's hard. If you've read the Simonson stories, Walt Simonson stories dealing with Ragnarok, or even the ones that came after with Thor, with Thor disassembled, you know, those are some really weighty stories, okay? They're very, very well done, and the amount of gravitas that's applied because it's the signature story in the Norse myths is, is just, it, it's hard to even put it into words. Then you go to the movie, and, you know, Ragnarok seems to be boiled down to, okay, we got to stop this guy, we got to beat this woman, and we're going to throw in some more classic rock from Led Zeppelin. I totally understand what you're saying, Cal, but we've had this discussion many times, you know. The comic book is one thing, the TV is another, and the movie is different, okay? And naturally, they're gonna, the, the, different company, the, the, the company is going to treat it differently because you have a larger market with people who are going to read it. What we're seeing here in this movie is what's in the, the Marvel Universe um, movie realm. And we have, to, we, have to, we have to at least understand that's what it is. They're trying to explain it to people who haven't read the comics. Now, those stories, yeah, were great. But the question, we have to analyze this on its own merit because it's not the Thor, um, the Thor Ragnarok that we would have expected. You know, and overall, it was generally okay. It was it was positive. And I think there was a gravitas at the very end of the film, where you have people having to abandon Asgard. Did they, did they destroy the other nine, the other eight realms? You're right, they didn't. You know, but I thought it was a fun, a, a pretty interesting conclusion um, of how it ended. Now, one of the biggest problems that I had though initially was the fact that Mjolnir. Is that how you pronounce it? Mjolnir. 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 The MJ. You know, the MJ Hammer. It's a Y sound. You know, MJ Hammer, it got destroyed by Hela. And I was like, yo, this is like so friggin' unbelievable from the comics. But then they gave a pretty interesting read. They gave a pretty interesting thing as to why. You know, um, they're saying that Hela 
first of all, let's 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 go back and unpack. Let's start with uh, with Hella. I had some huge issues with the the character Hella, as described in the comic, as opposed to the show. And the question: Does it work for the show? I think it's passable. Not the greatest thing, but I think it's passable. You know, um, the very fact that she's Odin's daughter, that she is she was the original heir, that she was locked away, she helped Odin conquer the nine worlds, the nine realms. Um, you know. That's a lot. That's a bit much. But the fact that nobody even remembers this chick is like, what the hell is going on? You know, she was so central to the whole um, Asgardian foundation, right? No, nobody. Did you did you get that? I just thought it was Bulbara from start to finish. You know, Hela as a villain works because of who she. Is. She's exactly. not. She's the goddess of death. She's Loki's daughter in you know in, right. in the mythology, and you know, in her realm. In her realm, she is all powerful. Okay, even Odin would have to have a big tussle. But here, you know, I don't know. It's, when they do stuff like that, it just smacks of agenda at the end of the day for me. Because that she's his daughter. Yeah, because it, oh no, she was first. She was the heir. Okay, and right. then it becomes this. And then it becomes this male-female, you know, gender discussion once again. Because you even see her with Mjolnir at one point. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. The whole idea of Mjolnir is that you're supposed to be worthy in order to hold this hammer. How was she worthy to hold this hammer being who she was? So it, it just throws everything up where it's sort of like, oh, we're going to balance this out. Okay, first female villain, we're going to do these particular things. And, you know, no, this is the real story. And then it, you know, betrays all that same thing, even when they're knocking the, when she blasts the plaster off, the, not the plaster, but she blasts the mosaic off of the ceiling. And it falls and it reveals that, oh, this was the real thing. It's been hidden yeah. away. And it's that same motif they've been doing. Oh, you know, th this was something that, you know, it, it belonged to the woman. It was taken away by the dude or something. And I just keep looking at this like, no, you're really warping this in order to, you know, in order to feed that particular need that you guys seem to be insatiable about. Thor is the only person who is worthy to wield Mjolnir. They have messed that up so many times and they they continue to mess it up right over here. There's no reason why Hela should be able to wield the hammer. I don't mind her destroying it if it was in her realm or even the reasons they were given, saying that she's, uh, you know, more powerful because of these particular things because she was first, uh, the firstborn. Right. But Thor is, you know, Odin's firstborn, is Odin's firstborn son. And it, it, it just totally ruins, it totally ruins a lot of the stuff that they've established just so they can tell the story for someone who's going to be dead at the end of this story anyway. It just didn't make a lot of sense. Well, you know, I, it's, it's kind of, again, I'm a little confused about that because, you know, I, I was anticipating that, that Hela was going to be basically, you know, this was going to lead into the Infinity um, um, Crisis. And I was thinking that, you know, one of the things, one of the reasons Thanos does a lot of what he does is because he's in love with who? Death, right? And I thought, you know, who better the personification of death than Hela? You know mm. what I'm trying to say? That would have made perfect sense. You know, one of the reasons he comes in, he's trying to revive. I, I don't know. Probably they're going to do that. Hell is more like an avatar of death at the end of the day. I know, but I'm you, just saying they need a person personification of it. But I'm just saying it's like, what the hell? You know, it, it didn't make sense to me on that end. Look, as a, as a pure, uh, from what I read in the comic books, yeah, it just, just, just boggles the mind. But as a story, you know, Hella, did she look visually stunning? Fantastic. Was she badass? Yeah, she was. But the story elements, I thought there were some problems there. You know, the problems being that, you know, I just couldn't believe that this is Odin's daughter. Nobody knows about Odin's daughter. And, you know, she, again, she conquered with Odin the whole nine realms. And it's like, everything's whitewashed, right? right. I don't have a, a problem with the, the, whether it's a male or female, but the, the fact of the matter is she's the heir now, she, or as she claims, and then Thor is not the heir. You know, then you're like, who, who really should be the heir, you know? Does it, 
Right? You get what I'm trying to say? It doesn't yeah. really matter. It, it, she was so no, it does. It does matter. No, no, it, I'm saying in terms of male or female. You know, it, she it, was. She was. She it matters. On, it matters on both of those. It matters for, at least for me when I look at these films and the reason why they they're pushed behind it. It it does matter. But Hella for me was a generic villain. She's, yeah, she was. She's she, generic. She was. She was. She was not as good as I thought thought she would be, and especially with an Academy Award winning actress. But I don't blame her. I blame either the script writers or the directors and how they framed her in this particular um, method. Because they decided that the source material wasn't good enough for what they needed to do. If this was Loki's daughter, okay, a lot of the stuff you could have still played out the same way. That Loki's daughter was there and she was like aiding Odin, and she just was because she's Loki's daughter. She just wild out, and they had to put you know, and they had to put her away. But the idea that Odin couldn't do this on his own, yeah, I the idea that Odin would not be able to, you know, take, you know, care or, you know, uh, d you know, come over and conquer the nine realms. He's Odin, you know, Odin in, you know, in the myths, even in the, uh, whether it be the, uh, the pro whether it be the prose or the poetic era, or be it Marvel Comics, Odin is an incredibly powerful entity. Okay, this is the guy who, according to you know Norse myth, creates the nine realms. He and his brothers create it, and then go to look at their creation. Hela has nothing on him at that point. So the idea of him needing Hela again just speaks to more of this lip service and this pandering that they do. And I say it's just not necessary. Hela is a good villain without doing anything. I, I agree, but I, I disagree that the the pandering or anything like that. I just think that. You know, if we're framing it within the story, the confines of the story, you know, we know Odin, we know Thor, we know Loki, and to put, putting another character, what, this is the third movie, what, the fifth or sixth movie that Thor's been in, mm -hmm. he was in two Avengers, it's just bringing something into the mythology that just totally, like, changes things. I can, uh, I, I can understand if Thor doesn't know who she is, I can understand that Loki doesn't know who she is, but no one else? Like you said, that's a really big stretch. Yeah. No one else knows her? So where did she come from? Was she Frigga's daughter? That's another thing. Is that Thor's half-blooded sister, full-blood? I mean, it's just they really should have explained that. It's oh, just half a, half a. You know, it just didn't make sense. The only person was one Valkyrie that survived. One Valkyrie. You know, you'd figure that after they put the daughter away, they would have reformed the Valkyries again or something like that. Guess not. You know, I mean, <laughs> I guess they like, served their purpose. You know, I always thought Sif was a Valkyrie. Is she a Valkyrie or not? No. Oh, she's not. All right. So. And where know, was she? Exactly. Yeah, I think she's I mean, blind in spot. In real life, I know why she couldn't <laughs> make it. She's like, no, I, I've got this hit with blind spot right over here. I'm getting a lot of camera time. I can't give that up to come over here, you know, and I'm only getting a couple of looks over here at Jane Foster, which was one of the things I was most happy about. Jane Foster was not in this movie. I have never liked Jane Foster. I'm sorry, Natalie Portman. Great actress, but they just gave you a role that I have never gotten behind. I have never liked Jane Foster in the comics. I have never liked Jane Foster on screen. The fact that she broke up with Thor is like, yes, let him be free to do something. Let him be free to do something else. Well, I'm glad. What about the Hulk? I, I'm glad that baggage of Jane Foster was no longer there. Now, let's get to the real meat and potatoes. Like you said, the Hulk. The Hulk was excellent. I got to say, I love the Hulk. You know? Uh, and that's what this movie should have been. I, I, I like the fact that you have the Bruce Banner persona and you have the Hulk persona, and they're battling each other. I mean, you see the similarities between the two of them and how, you know, <laughs> when. Thor is trying to talk to, um, convince Hulk to do something, and he's also trying to convince Banner to do something. And in the same talk, way. But he's doing it the same way. Oh, I like you better. No, I like you better. It's like just crazy, you know? Because it's the same dude at the end of the day. He's <laughs> like, hey, the sun is going down. The sun is going down. He's like, I need to, I, the Hulk, I got to keep you calm, and I got to keep Banner calm, because if not, I'm right back to you as well. Exactly. So, I th you know, he played that out. You know, look, I'm going to keep this simple. You, you, it's the same guy. I'm just going to talk to you the same way. But a lot of the stuff that they did in this film, I mean, it's almost like two films, because once you throw the Hulk in there, you say, okay, fine. This could have worked on its own if yeah. they had a little bit more confidence in the Hulk, thought a little bit more about what's the type of story we could do with the Hulk. Because, hey, you could have done all of that type of stuff with the, uh, 
the revolution, especially if you kept the comedy aspect with the two oh, with the it as well. Oh, comedy fantastic. I gotta say, the comedic elements of this film were fantastic. Spot on at the end of yeah. the day. Chris um, Hemsworth, funny as hell, you know. <laughs> Banner. I like both the Hulk and Banner. They're, they're both funny. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, we got to see some Hulk tush. You know, I don't I don't know if anybody really needed to see that, but hey, they went for it. Okay. It was either we're going to see the front or the back. So thank you for showing us the back. Okay? Thank, thank you for remembering this is a children's them. movie. <laughs> Ugh. But, you know, even, uh, I forget the name of the actress, but even uh, Valkyrie, I thought all the role, everybody came in, everybody yeah. turned in a real, I thought everybody turned in a good performance. Even Kate Blanchett, I wasn't certain if she was CGI because that suit looked like she couldn't even breathe in it. It looked like it was painted on. I know. I was like, my God. I was gosh. like, okay. I was what like, what the heck? I was like, is this CGI? I was like, okay, but fine. But hey, she didn't it's look like a second thing. Yeah. She yeah. did a great job. As as the what she did as Hella, she did a fantastic well, job. Well, she's a very good actress. Yeah, so she, I, I, she, I, she for her, she probably was just sleepwalking through the whole thing. If if any if anything, no, it didn't I, require that much out of her. Yeah, I thought she did a great <coughs> job, but um, but. What do you think about the introduction of Hulk? I mean, I was really surprised about that. We saw the, the, the whole story from before, the commercial, and I thought, wow, how well they were, even though we knew what was going to happen, how they were still able to get the Hulk coming out, you know, when he first meets him. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, it was. You know, um, I got to say, I mean, like, like Cal said, if, if the movie had just involved just that part of the film, just um, being, what was the name of the world? Scar. Or Sakar, Sakar. Sakar, Sakar. Sakar with the Hulk and Thor. I think that would have been an excellent film. But like, they had to weave in that whole Asgardian Ragnarok to try to get to the Avengers Infinity stuff. Well, they've been doing that with all of the... I, I noticed that all of those, all of the Avengers films that we've seen, rather the, uh, the solo ones, have all been pretty much a deconstruction of whatever started in the right. first one. Iron Man, everything's broken, everything was broken down, all the armor's gone, and he's starting over. Thor, Asgard's destroyed, the people are scattered, they're starting over. Captain America, hey... The event, you know, he's not in the Avengers, you know, he's got these people locked up. He doesn't have the shield anymore. And, you know, he's on his, you know, he's doing stuff on his own as well. Right. He's not even wearing the suit or anything of that, his uh, outfit or anything of that nature. So, you know, it's, it's playing along with it. And I guess they're, they're telegraphing where they're going. They're like, look, we, we're going to make some changes. Don't get married to these guys. Okay, we're going to have some new actors coming in. Okay, so don't get married wait, to... Wait, 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 wait. New actors and who? I mean, didn't Captain America resign? Didn't um, Iron, Iron Man is going to be there for, what, next 10 years? No, they, they'll be... Thor, no, the, the, they, they may... Robert Downey Jr. may be in an Iron Man film, but he may not be Iron Man, if you understand, what, if you, if you understand me. Thor... They've got Thor sitting on the throne at this point. So they may say, hey, you're king now. We're going to make a new Mjolnir and we'll give it to someone else. We don't know who. Hmm. Jane Foster. Uh, so they're, telegra they're telegraphing where it is right now. Cap, nah, Cap will be okay. because you know, Cap, Cap can be okay because, well, no, unless they give it to uh, the, the Falcon. But Anthony Mackie just doesn't have the same presence as Chris Evans. So they'd have to find somebody else. I don't have a but problem they're telegraphing. My problem is that if you like the Falcon, make a Falcon movie. There's no need to make him the Captain America. They we follow develop, develop that character. They'll be following along what's been going on in the comics. No, well they're, they're, they're rolling some of that back, so we'll see. Need yeah. to roll it all back. Well, Never uh, thought the day would come when Marvel is doing better at films than they are doing with the comic books against DC. It's like night and day. I go into a comic shop and all the Marvel stuff is just staying there. It's got dust on it. Nobody's looking at it. And the DC stuff, the metal, rebirth, is just flying off the shelves. Then you go to the movie, and you're like, wow, everybody can't wait to see a Marvel film. And the DC stuff, everybody's like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. We may have to sneak in to see this one. We may have to wait for Netflix. If then. If then. I may cancel my subscription. <laughs> this is the only film I can see. Night and day at the end of the day. I can't believe he's saying that. Hey, Look, truth hurts. What about um, The Grandmaster? 
I was I thought I, uh, the way Jeff Goldblum played him was a little different than what I expected him to be. That wasn't the Grandmaster. That was Jeff Goldblum. That, that yeah, was a Jeff Goldblum. That's what I'm trying to that say. That was a Jeff Goldblum character. It wasn't the Grandmaster. Jeff Logan. You could have called him the Grandmaster. You could have called him the Chess Master. Okay. <laughs> you could have called him the, you know the Collector. The, you know the Rubicon. Jeff Goldblum would have played it the same way. He played him as like a quirky. Yeah, you know, know, like you know, is a quirky. What is this? Uh, like with like a type of Howard Hughes, almost like a like. Like a sociable hermit, if you will. Okay, especially with the whole DJing thing too. You could, oh goodness, you know that was that was not well, the grandmaster. Because there was comedic elements, so I mean it, it worked for the show, but it wasn't what I, you know, you'd read about and stuff like that. And I would have loved if they would have done more of that whole arena battles in the arena. I mean, like you said before. That would have been a great thing. They would have developed it a little further. But overall, I think the movie was generally positive. That fight was good, but overall, Thor, I was disappointed because now they're saying, okay, you don't need Mjolnir to channel any of this stuff. Right. But then he's channeling it on his own, and it still doesn't look like it's very successful. I mean, with the, the Hulk fight, I can see, because they, you know, they, they tanked the fight for him. But then with Hela, it's like, okay, you're supposed to now realize your full abilities. Like, you're, are, you the, are you the god of hammers, as you said? No, you're the, you know, you're the god of thunder. And then he goes against her, and it's kind of like, okay, she's, I guess, he, he, it's more like a sucker punch than anything else at the end of the day. He uses his power, and he knocks it back, and then she's like, well, whatever, I'm still the goddess. I'm like, no, you know, yeah. Odin is gone. And in the comics, he's supposed to inherit Odin's power. Right, exactly. He's supposed to inherit Odin's, Odin's power. power. It's supposed to be passed on from father to son that way, and nothing, you know, nothing at the end of the day. So it, it's, you know, stuff like that I, I can't help but be critical of. Because there was more, it seems there was more of an attention to detail in terms of making certain that the film was serviceable and entertaining for people than going a little bit, than going a little bit further and telling a better story. Because at the end of the day, I sat, I saw it. Was I entertained? Yes. Did I have fun? Yes. Would I enjoy it again? Yes. But could this have been better? Yes. yes. It could have been okay, better. yes, this could have been better. The right. Marvel formula works, okay, but... Like with all things that are formulaic, it can become stayed. And there are parts over here, especially if you're going with the, these type of stories. If you had said Planet Hulk and Thor popped up for the ride, okay. And it was just a, you know, rock'em, sock'em, galaxy adventure, no issue with that over there. But Ragnarok is one of the most serious stories in Norse mythology and in Thor, and, and in Thor comics. I mean, but the problem is, is that, you know, they're trying to make it for the general audience who don't know the whole Ragnarok. And, and, and I kind of agree with you, you know, um, the stories, I think I read one of the stories, it was a while back, and it was pretty good, but it's, more, it's a lot more complicated. There's no way you'll be able to do that in a film. That would, you'll probably need more like a series to do something like the that. The same way that they built towards, we're going to build from this film to having the Avengers, all right. five guys, that's what you have to do with a story like Ragnarok. But Thor hasn't done his, I wouldn't say underperformed, but he's not been one of the top performers for Marvel. Well, he's done better every, he's done better every film. The only thing is that the first film was more in line with the comics, and they got a little bit further from that. With uh, this is definitely this film the furthest the one. Away, yeah. This one's definitely the furthest one away from it. But yeah, but but I'm saying you you have it that this film has done almost as good as in terms monetarily as um, as the. Um, but the, the, the Dark the Garden, World. Garden, no, Guardians of the Galaxy. They're saying this is going. This film is going to even beat that. You know, um, probably. But yeah. Thor: The Dark World it, that uh, did better than Man of Steel. Okay, so each film is... But they're, but they're talking about in the Marvel Universe. I don't think they... They, they didn't think it, it performed as well as they'd hoped, you know, with that one. And Which one? The first one or the second, second one? Second one, second one. No, the, the second one outperformed the first one almost yeah, by that, double numbers. It did, but not as well as some of the other Marvel movies coming out. I don't, so this, well, I, this is going to be... I don't know. That's hard for me to, 
Th th I just I'm find it really hard to swallow when it did almost $300 million more than the first film. Some of the Marvel movies are making $500, $600 million. So that's what I'm trying to say. Hey, I, no, I, I, I can't compare, again, I can't compare the success of this particular type of film, okay, or Guardians of the Galaxy, as opposed to, say, Thor. Okay, when Guardians of the Galaxy had certain things working for it that the Thor film did not, not. And, they, and, they, and what you can see now, they added some yeah, of those elements: the music, the the, the comedic touches, the, the colors. Co the, oh, the Look colors. at these colors! You see all those colors? Look at yeah, those colors! That's colors. Guardians of the Galaxy colors right there, man. Come. Oh, one last thing: What do you think about Loki? Loki's great. Okay, uh, Loki comes across very well, and I love the fact that even when you think you have him sorted out, he's still a treacherous bastard at the end of the day. Okay. But you can, it's still it's interesting because no matter what, even though I don't know if it's, it's a very complicated relationship between those two. Well, Thor knows Loki's gonna is gonna screw him, you know. But he still works with him no matter what. It's just a question of you just have to watch your back, basically, you know. And uh, I, well, I, Thor is the god of thunder, and Loki is the god of mischief. But they're brothers. Mm -hmm. Okay. It, at the end of the day, he's not gonna. One of the things that makes Thor worthy is he's loyal. He's not, you know, he understands that, look, this guy's treacherous and this guy will stab me in my back, but he's still my brother. And I'm not like him. I'm going to be loyal to my brother. Okay. I still, you know, love my brother. And that dynamic between the two of them, you know, they do that very well. They works. Okay. That's been from the first film. They have done that very well. And Loki is the only Marvel villain standing with the exception of Thanos. Everybody else dies. Okay, but so is he a villain per se? I mean, that's what I'm trying to say. Antihero? Antihero? <laughs> what do you want? I don't mean. No, he's a villain. He tried to freaking take over the Earth. Okay, I don't hey, care. Hey, everybody wants to take over the Earth. I don't think that's a, that makes you a villain. But Kill they're dead. People. Killing people. But they're yeah. dead. He's yeah. still here. He's the only man. <laughs> he is the last man standing when it comes to that. So I guess that also speaks to uh, that also speaks to his popularity and to how well uh, Tom Hiddleston has been playing. Yeah. The, been playing the character. Excellent, excellent job. Lastly, I know I said lastly before, but. Did you notice the five people who left Asgard? I mean, in a city that large, so grand, it didn't look as though there were any more than a couple hundred people getting on the ship. Yeah. I was really surprised. So why such a huge grand city? Did everybody die or did I, I miss something? I had to assume, and I could be wrong, that Hela killed a whole bunch of people, and this was, these were the last remaining uh, survivors. However, there's no way to know that because we never saw her kill any people. We just saw that one scene of killing soldiers. Exactly. And then Heimdall getting everybody to safety. I said, but... I guess, you know, hey, they just like it. Was it Handel had like five people, then all of a sudden it expanded. I guess it's like, like Texas. people, and then, what do you mean it's like Texas? Everything's big in Texas. I guess everything's big in Asgard. You know, we have twice the amount of living room that we actually need, or ten times the amount of living room. The fact that you could fit everybody in Asgard on that spaceship. Yeah. You know, the, the fact that you could do that. I could understand if they all needed to go through, and I thought it would have been a better scene. Instead of going on the spaceship, they needed to go through the Bifrost to That's what I thought they were going to do. But instead, it was like, hey, get them on this ship. Oh, I, I almost, yeah, tip of the hat to the guys. Oh, I thought they did do a good job. And there was this great storyline where the executioner, who for the most part was almost comic relief. Right. It was comic relief. But, but in the comics, he was used to the point that he became the butt of a lot of jokes. And then there was this great storyline where Thor goes to hell to retrieve these spirits that Hela had stole, which is a much better story at the end of the day if they wanted to do it. Anyway, they go there and they're trying to make it out. And they're not all going to make it out. So they're like, okay, fine, we got to make a stand here. And the executioner is like, no, I'll make the stand. You guys go. Great story. Mm. And they were able to actually do it here, okay? Right. Good movement, good moment, okay? And it's everything that you would have gotten in the comic book as well. And it worked. That I was very surprised at because this guy, literally, he was in there like, okay, I'm going to try to hide. 
you know, I might as well put on a dress at this point trying to get away. The but, fact that he only he had his face fully exposed and everybody was like, hey, hey, you know, we know. No, that was okay. Yeah, and Troy. Where was it? <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting you brought that up because I thought that when we were, when they were doing the, um, the whole, the whole um, um, executioner portion when he first came in, I thought that he was going to be a much bigger character. But, you know, I knew he, he, he didn't seem a villain per se. You know, you knew he was going to turn on Hela eventually. The question was when, what was going to cause it to do. Well, he, yeah, he was never a villain. He yeah. was like, look, I'm just here. I want to show off for some girls. Exactly. He's like, oh, I can get some more notoriety here. Fine. He didn't even want to do the execution when it was time for I him. Know. So he was like, okay, do I have to do this? And then he comes over. He's like, okay, fine. You're going to stand down because, you know, with her. And then, no, she's losing. Time to run. Okay. So with all of that, with all of that backstory he had of him being pretty much a milksop and inconsistent, the fact that he was able, to, the fact that they were able to really make that scene work, I have to give them credit for that. But that's something. If the story had had the full gravitas, oh, you know, the scene would have weighed even more. But what about the fact she's a goddess of death? So this is the last, last, last thing. It was the last, last, last. What is? What about this? She's a goddess of death, but yet she's not deriving any power from all the people she's killing. You know, that got me. You know, the whole purpose is that if you're a goddess of something, you're supposed to derive some type of power or some type of um. In the um, comics, ability. like, her power would, like, uh, her weak point would be, like, a lot of her, like, where Thor would channel his power, his power was channeled through Mjolnir. Right. In the comic, it would be her her vestment, her, uh, her, uh, her horns and her cape. Because in the story, Thor, like, he was losing. They were fighting. And Hela's touch itself means death. Right. So if she were to touch him, he was going to start to age. And he was, so they're fighting. And then at one point, she just uses a good strike. And she just, you know, hits him. And he's starting to age. But he uses the last of his power, gets her cape off. And then he says, you know, okay. He starts slowly but surely tearing the cape. And he's, she's like, okay, okay, fine. You win. And that's how, and you know, that's how those things would work. But... But that's a derives, but she derives power from the people. Exactly that. But that's when you're telling that story. But she's this the goddess of death. If he's a god of hammers, right? Then hammers are flying all over the place, right? <laughs> but he's a god of thunder. He's the god of thunder. So he's the god of thunder, and that didn't work out too well for him for the most part. Yeah, I don't know. So, but overall, ladies and gentlemen, we like the movie. You know, we give it a thumbs up. Go check it out. It's enjoyable. But if you think it's a comic book, it's following the comic book stuff, then. It's hey, not, with not. that caveat, it doesn't have to follow the comic book to be good, but when you do a story that doesn't follow the comic book and you realize, hey, you could have followed the comic book <laughs> and you would have had a, as good, if not a better story, then yeah, you are going to open your, you, you will open yourself up to criticism from comic book heads. You know, that's just to be expected. But great time. I think the, 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 he's a new director. Yeah, who, new who director. Did, did a great job. Um, all the basic elements were there. We enjoyed it very much. The Marvel formula, Kevin Feige, you're doing a great job. As always, this is going to be like a big yeah. blockbuster and, uh, until Justice League comes in. and um, That is another story, and that will be a story of sadness and woe. <laughs> He's crazy. Spinarak, out.